Welcome back to another edition of Ke'elaka'i, the podcast. I am your host, Michael Kraft, as usual. We've got with us the managing editor of Ke'elaka'i, uh, Kevin Brown, and we've got our guest with us today, Kimball Heaton. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing good. Awesome. Well, you know, we, we during this whole coronavirus thing, we've always had kind of different different people coming on to help co-host with me because Olivia's gone and, you know, we've had a lot of turnover in the office. But So we're happy to have Kevin with us and um, Kim, we're talking about um, hydroponics today, right? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, right off the bat, why don't you tell us how you got started with hydroponics and what hydroponics is for those people who don't know? Okay. So hydroponics, if you're not familiar is basically growing plants with water. And so you don't have any soil involved. What you do is you take your plant, your seed, you plant it in a little cup or something, and then you suspend it in the water. And you put the nutrients in the water, and the plant takes the water and the nutrients it needs, but doesn't need any soil, which is pretty cool. And so how did this start? Back in 2017, uh, the beginning of 2017, my boss, Les Harper, um, he introduced this idea to us. I was working for, I'm still working for SWAT. And so he, sh- he had 25 of those kits all set up. And he's like, today we're going to learn how to do hydroponics. And so with great anticipation, we all got together and we started learning, okay, what it needs, where to set up your, your kit, um, how to do the water, how to do the fertilizer. And so from there, we all went our separate ways and started growing our, our kale, our lettuce, our tomatoes. And it was a lot of fun. And so some of us crashed and burned. Um, <laughs> some of us did all right. And yeah, I, I was lucky enough. I, I set it up in a good spot. And so it didn't get scorched by the sun or flooded by the rainstorm that came the next week. Hey, awesome. So... Yeah, that's kind of how I got started, and at that point, I was I was super excited about it. So yeah. So what goes into these uh, starter kits for those that are wanting to start hydroponics? Yeah, so if you're just starting out, um, what you're gonna need is some kind of container. What we used was like the storage bin containers that you can pick up at Home Depot. Uh huh. Because they're pretty tough and resilient, right? Yeah. And so. You get one of those containers or something like that. They have these little net pots, which are like a little cup with holes in it, and then some kind of growing medium. A growing medium is just going to hold your plant in place while it grows. So that could be rock wool as an example. It's a little spongy square you can grow your seeds in. Or gravel or clay pebbles. Um, we even used coconut husk one time just to check it out and see. Um, and then you're just going to need a sunny spot and then some fertilizer. And these fertilizers are hydroponic fertilizers, so they work really well at dissolving in the water when you add it to the, to the mix. And once you've got that and you set it in a good spot, sunny but kind of protected from big rains if they come, you should be able to grow plants pretty good and pretty quick. Shoot, that's pretty, that's that's neat. Before today, I had actually, I've heard of hydroponics before, but I'd never really 
known what at all that meant, what it what it entailed, what 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 any of that was was really about. Um, so it's uh, it's 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 nice. Um, Kimball he he's brought one of his plants into the studio today. It's just a lettuce plant, and uh, I guess because you guys can't see, it, but he's he's just munching on that <laughs> on that bad boy right there. Um, so what? What are the like like why 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 do you do hydroponics? What why is that better than normal plants or or is it better? Are there advantages that it has? Yeah, I'd say like if you're in a confined space or say the soil that's just in your backyard isn't good at all, or uh-huh. just rocks or coral, you know, some places in the Pacific they don't even have soil really. Um, this is a great option for you. Like, for example, Kitabis is one of those places that doesn't have a lot of soil, topsoil at all. Mm-hmm. So growing vegetables and plants is really tough. So you may have heard of Edetai. He was a, uh, he's an alumni of BYUH. He actually took hydroponics back to his country. He used the same principles that he developed at SWAT with Les Harper that I got to learn. And he took that to his home country and he started teaching the people there how to grow their own vegetables, grow their own um, melons, their own tomatoes. And it's pretty amazing. He even won like the United Nations Young Champion of the World, of, of the Pacific. Uh-huh. In 20, I think he got awarded either 2017 or 2018 for the work that he did. And so this is something that's like, it could be a big deal if, if you know, you can't even grow stuff in your backyard. Yeah. So... Definitely. It's got a lot of cool applications. For sure, yeah. Um, I guess what what's um what's what's some of the reasons why um you think hydroponics has stuck out like so much for you? Like what wh- why has that been something that you've latched onto the way that you have? Well, yeah, first of all, it's like it's super cool. I had no idea that you could actually grow a plant in just water, right? Uh-huh. I always thought, like we were talking before, how I used to think that you always had to have soil with the plants, right? It had to grow. Yeah. It had to have something. Um, and so when I saw it for the first time, I was pretty amazed. Um, but come to find out, it doesn't need the soil. It just needs the sunlight. It needs the fertilizer. And then it just needs a place to hold it and grow. Mm-hmm. And so with that, it makes your plants and your, your gardening pretty versatile, right? And not to mention, um, you're going to avoid a lot of the, the ground pests. Pests, you know, like we were talking earlier how <clears throat> um, how we had ants and things like that. You don't have to deal with those. Um, you want to tell your story? Yeah, I've, I live up on the 12th story of, of a... A place in Waikiki and I, I have little garden boxes and I figured that I wouldn't have any pests but sure enough I got ants in the basil and then they moved to the green onion and then they finally killed off the basil so it's kind of tiring so after I saw this uh, the video that Kimball had posted about hydroponics it kind of got me thinking that maybe I should have done that instead of had these garden boxes I thought I'd be immune to ants but obviously I wasn't <laughs> So I was surprised to find that. <laughs> yeah. And so that's one of the cool benefits is you're not dealing with as many pests. 
You're not uh -huh. as likely. And also, the plants themselves only take up the water they need when they need it. So it's actually really water efficient compared to if you're spraying them with, you know, sprinklers or garden hose. Mm -hmm. A lot of that water doesn't even make it to the roots where you want it. Yeah. But this one, it's always there when they need it and how much they need. So that's some of the cool benefits I've found with hydroponics. Not to mention you can grow stuff. Really, generally speaking, it's faster to grow here. Really? And cleaner. Like you can have it up on a table. You you can clean it up quick and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you have a, a if for somebody that's going to get into hydroponics, uh, do you have a kind of a rough estimate of how much money they could save if they if they switch to hydroponics as opposed to like um, just going out and buying like lettuce all the time or, you know, all the herbs we need to cook with? That's a great question. I would say startup costs are pretty minimal. I mean, if you're using your own bin that you find around the house, if you um, just get some fertilizer, which will last you a long time, it's like 15, 16 bucks on Amazon. Uh -huh. And then... You can even make your own little net pots and you can use some, clean your own sand and gravel and use that. I I think you could save quite a bit over, over you know, a couple grow cycles, which could, with lettuce could be like, you could harvest every three weeks, you know? Once oh, really? Month. That much? It's pretty quick, yeah. Depending on, you know, your weather and stuff. But uh -huh. um, out here, that's what it is. And so, yeah, in a month or two, you've, you've paid it off and... Now you're growing, you're growing green, you know? <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let, let's go ahead and move on, and uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your involvement with the organization uh, Rice Up. Uh, I know you've you've done a lot with that in the past, and you've, you even went to the Philippines with Rice Up. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, for all those listening, Rice Up's an amazing, amazing organization. Uh you can check them out on Facebook. Elvin Laceda is always posting on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow him and keep like probably a daily update on what's going on in Rice Up. But this is an organization that's inspired me because when I first heard about it, it was, it was from my friend Joanne. And the story is they're helping Filipino farmers become financially stable, um, learn the skills they need to kind of run their own business and become agripreneurs, you know? Uh-huh. Whereas in the, a lot of situations in the Philippines and other parts of the world, there's um, they're, they're in debt cycles and they're not able to keep up with the, the, the demands of the, the, the sales and all that stuff. And the guy who buys it from them has also kind of got his finger on them at the same time because he gives them all their, their seeds and stuff. So they're trying to break that cycle and it's it's been pretty amazing what's what's been going on. So I was inspired by the story when I heard from my friend Joanne, and that was in January 2017, like about the same time I learned about hydroponics. Uh-huh. And so I heard about that, and then I was like, I, I want to learn more about this. What do I do? And so I started showing up to meetings, just started doing whatever needed to be done. And then when they started talking about going to the Philippines again, I was super excited, and I thought to myself, well, I could just teach hydroponics to the farmers there. And so I set up a little, um, I, I set up a little sheet that explained hydroponics, like the basics, 
I printed that off, took that with me, took a kit with me, and I taught them, uh, taught 20 farmers in the Philippines how to do some hydroponics, and we set them up. So that was awesome, super fun. And since then, I got to go back with uh, Rice Up again. Um, and this time we went to Davao in the south, and we we went around and visited the farmers up in the mountains there. But that's kind of some of my some of my interaction with Price Up, and it's been awesome. It's been really cool. Hey, that's awesome. So with hydroponics and Rice Up, is what's the I guess the biggest benefit for the farmers um, there for using hydroponics as opposed to traditional farming? The the Philippines has a lot of uh, really good agriculture, you know, and they've uh-huh. got a lot of good, uh, well, most, a lot of, a lot of situations they have good land. It's ample and they, it's available, but some situations they don't have the space that they need. Uh huh. And so, or the ground, some places there are little islands off. It's the land, it's the, the 7,000 islands or something in the Philippines, right? Yeah. So there's some places where hydroponics is really effective. Just the application um, could be really useful, even like in the cities and stuff. So kind of started with the farmers, kind of open open their minds to the idea. And then from there, I think Rice Up could continue to educate and use it in places that really, really need it. So, yeah. Awesome. So the... For for people who are doing hydroponics, especially on a on a larger scale, is it more efficient like per I guess like square footage? Like can you grow more using hydroponics than traditional farming? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, you can usually typically you can grow more per square foot and you can grow it faster with hydroponics. Uh-huh. Really depends on like your your produce, but generally speaking, yeah. You you can usually grow more. In a smaller space. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, how did the coconut husk work out as when you use that as an alternative? Yeah, so we used coconut husk, um, and it worked. The time that we did it, it worked maybe like 70%. It was good, but some of them didn't sprout. Some of them it wasn't as efficient, you could say, as like, say, um, the rock wool. But I give... If, if you're out on an island, you don't have anything but the coconut husk, I think it's a good alternative. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know for when we're stranded. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. If you crash, you know, like on a cast away. Plane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know what to do. Shoot. Yeah, definitely. Um, so not, not only um, do you do hydroponics, not only do you work at SWAT and work with Rice Up, but you also started a business in January with um, Sam Mangakahaya. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about about that? Yeah, sure. So I started a design company um, with with Sam and Chalet. It was our Enactus project. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's cool because Sam's got the skills in art, right? Yeah. And Chalet's really good at like the visual and the graphics and designing. And then I am doing supply chain as my major and I had the connection with somebody in China. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down one day at graduation and Sam's like telling me about this. And then that day we just got started like, all right, let's do this. And so I called up, got my buddy in China. Um, he hooked us up with like the connections with the um, wooden phone cases. 
And what we did was we put Sam's Polynesian art on those wooden phone cases. And we've got those in the bookstore now. We've got a website, shakatribeshop.com. So you want to check them out. They're really cool. And we actually, yeah, I've been working with Cap over at the PCC too to kind of promote. And he's got some really cool ideas too. So since then, we've just got going with those wooden phone cases for iPhones with the Polynesian design uh-huh. to inspire loyalty, courage, and strength through deep-rooted connection. So that's kind of our motto. That's what we're going for, and it's been really awesome. So we got new stuff coming out soon, leather-bound journals and stuff like that. So, yeah, look out for it. Man, that's, that's cool. yeah, that's awesome for real. You seem like you're, you know, uh, jack of all trades, I guess. You know, hopping around doing everything. Yeah, I think it's. I think we we're talking about experiences. Um, one thing that Paul Wilson told me was one of the most ama- best things you could take from college are the experiences that you have and I think I've been lucky and blessed to have a lot of opportunities here in college to take those experiences and so I've been able to do it and I'm learning from everyone you know every opportunity that comes and I think something's really yeah I think there's lots of good things that you can give and learn from every experience so I'd say we yeah if you have the opportunity take it can yeah definitely i mean that that's in my experience that's been one of my favorite parts about college is trying new things and and doing things you haven't done before and you know seeing what works what sticks and if something doesn't you know you can try something different later it's not it's a kind of a good part stage in our life where we can try things and we have the freedom to fail and the freedom to succeed as well so that's awesome um but that's that being said, that's pretty much all the time we've got for today. But just want to thank uh, Campbell for coming on and for uh, Kevin for coming on as well. Yeah, thanks for having us. No, it's it's been it's good, and you know, hopefully we can have Kevin on some more, uh, help with some co-hosting, and you know, down the line we can have Campbell back on someday as well too. Uh, but that being said, that's our show for today. We'll be back as usual next Tuesday, same time, same place. Until then, we'll catch you around. Thank you.